Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, Adobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Better late than never. Welcome. Yeah! It's Fucking Anton Lander. Yeah! Milk. Yeah, huh? This is Cesus. 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 Hello, Cesus. Cesus. Do I need to be turned up here? Tyler, what if I turn this down? This is so fucking sexy. Jesus. Fucking Anton Lander. It's Let's turn the intro down. Let's get to it. But better late than never. Better late so than never. Is so fucking sexy. sexy. It is, really. If you think about it, I mean, don't think about it too much. You'll probably be confused as to why I would think that my podcast is sexy. We don't really get into too much, you know, sexiness outside of MILF Manor. This week's MILF Manor, I liked it. The people that weren't coupled out, they got kicked the fuck off the show. It's what I needed. I needed them off the show. If you're going to be bystanders and nobody likes you, then you got to leave. You got to leave. I still maintain. Listen, I've been talking to a lot of people about MILF Manor. <clears throat> I think that this show is going to be better in season two. I really, really do. I swear it's going to be better in season two. Now that people know what the premise is, now that they know the shtick, like, come on. I really, really believe that is going to be better. But first, we got to talk about the audio department. My friends at the audio department, they want you to record a podcast just like this one. They want you to record an indie album. The Junos were just in town. Were you there? Yeah! Lil John was there. The people... We're cheering for Connor McDavid, and they'll be cheering for you too when your album recorded at the audio department gets you on the Junos. Go to theaudiodepartment.ca to check them out. I promise they will have everything you require to make your podcast or your album or your spoken word poetry everything you ever hoped it would be. Right? Good. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. I want to start off real quick. Real, real quick by just talking about the nation vacation. Now, if you've listened to real life, if you've listened to um, Weather's Nation Radio from yesterday, you've, you've heard my spiel about it already. So I'm going to keep it quick. Here's the thing. The nation vacation was incredible. It was a really quick one this time. We left on Friday, came back Sunday. We had some delays. Not going to lie. There was uh, weather systems in Toronto. There was a lot of snow. Personally, I thought that they could have managed I personally thought they could have managed, um, but it delayed us. But in true nation spirit, we are Oilers, Oilers fans after all. 
we didn't let it slow us down. So instead of arriving in Toronto on Friday at like 1230 or one o'clock or something like that was the original itinerary, we didn't get into the hotel until just before midnight. But everybody, once they got into the hotel, all they did was they turned around, they went out for the evening, had a couple of cocktails, went back and reset for the next day. The next day, we all got together. Everybody did whatever they wanted during the day. We recorded a real life. I watched Tyler do Weather's Nation every day. I wrote a couple articles. Had a productive Saturday morning. Went to a bar pre-hockey game. It was wonderful. It just it was nice to see everybody all excited. Everybody was jacked up, ready to go. We were all going into the gondola suite at Scotiabank Arena. It was fantastic. As much as the outcome of that game sucked... And as much as I've still had hollow notes in my head ever since Saturday, I mean, it's a great jam. Any other setting, I would have been like, what I want to get to eat. I would have been dancing. I would have been boogieing. I would have been all sexy. Not there. I didn't want to hear it there. I didn't want to hear the song at all. And instead, I heard it seven times. It's too much. Outside of that, everything was great. The gondola suite that was hooked up by our parent company at Playmaker for the 46 of us that were lucky lucky enough to be in there was so good. It was just so, so good. You know? We had a blast in there. Got to meet some really, really cool nation citizens that were on the trip. Got to have some fun chats with a bunch of people. And outside of the game, the final score, man, we had a blast. We really had a blast, and it's a huge credit to everybody that goes on these trips. It's a huge credit to the people that make these things what they are. Yes, I have a blast because I get to go to a hockey game in a new place, and sometimes it's an arena I've never been to. In this case, that's what it was. I always want to go to a hockey night in Canada game. Oilers, Leafs, Saturday night, bucket list item for me for a hockey experience. Check that one off. Now i got to amend my my bucket list requirement that the Oilers win while I see them in Toronto on Saturday night. But overall, it was just so good. It's so good to leave with people again. And it's so good to do these trips because they offer us an experience to do something a little bit different. We were all going to be watching the game on Saturday anyway. We were. That's just the reality of it. But to be there and to experience it together and to laugh together, to bet together, we had some good squad bets for our friends at Betway. We'll get to that later. It's great. So my point here is, thanks to our friends at AMA Travel, we put together a package that was just really fantastic. We just had the best time with a bunch of really great people. And I'm very, very grateful for everyone that came. So the message here, and I'm going to move on, you have to go on a nation vacation. You have to. We're always at the mercy of the schedule. So we don't really know what's coming for next year. But as soon as it comes out in like June, July, August, whenever the fuck it is, we're going to get to work and we're going to start planning out different locations to go to because we always want to go to different spots as well. Yeah, we're going to go to Vegas. It's awesome to go to Vegas. Who doesn't want to go to Vegas? But where else can we go? Can we go to Seattle? Could we go do a California trip? Hit me up on my socials. JSBM Bag Milk. When I post posts about this podcast, just reply to it. Let me know where you would love to go. If you could just magic carpet ride us to any NHL destination, where would you want to go? My list, I've got a bunch. Seattle, I'd love to go to Seattle, watch a game in that new arena. Maybe if you're lucky, you could do a border jump and go to Oilers Canucks game as well. Again, depends on the schedule. I'd love to go to Chicago. I'd love to go to Dallas. I'd love to go. I've been to LA. 
I would love to go on a trip there, though. I just don't know that the California, because LA is so wide and big and just everything's so far apart. I don't know if you could do it and try and do two hockey games. Maybe you do um, a hockey game and a football game. I don't know. Again, mercy of the schedule. I'd love to go to Florida. I'd love to go to New York. I'd love to go to Montreal. And then just the different the different thing is doing it in a box this time was ridiculous good. I ate so many steaks. I ate so, so many steaks. And uh, listen, I was calling them sympathy steaks, and there's a reason for it. The others were getting shit stomped. What I want, you've got to eat. <clears throat> Still in my head. So what did I do? I ate sympathy steaks, and they were delicious. I'd do it again, too. Let's go, baby. So Nation Vacation, just let me know. Hit me up on socials when you see a better late than never post. Just drop it in the comments where you think we should go. Where's the best hockey city we could go on a nation vacation? Ideally, we want a direct flight there. So if we have to bop around and there's long layovers, that ain't going to work. So keep that in mind. But just hit me up. Let me know the ideal location for a nation vacation. Sticking with citizens of the nation, we've been talking about it on socials and on the site and on podcasts for the last little bit now. This coming Saturday, that's March 18th, we are celebrating 15 years of OilersNation.com. Really, uh, the 15-year anniversary, I think, was actually back in November, but uh, we weren't going to do it in November. We wanted to wait a little bit closer to the end of the season when games were a little bit more meaningful and do something then. So we're going to be celebrating the 15th anniversary on March 18th at the Pint Downtown. It's where it had to be. Yeah! It's where it had to be, and I'm super excited because today, before I started recording this podcast, news broke. We are, come on, I gotta get a button ready, sold out. That's loud. (laughs) Uh, We're sold out. That place on Saturday morning, doors open at noon. If you're listening to this, my, my advice to you, is get there as early as you can. Don't show up at 2 o'clock and be like, I need a table, because you're probably not going to get one. So show up as early as you can. Get there. Settle. You're going to see Tyler Uremchuk behind the bar. You're going to see Coomsey behind the bar. We're going to be making drinks. I'm going to be, I don't know what my job is yet, but I'm going to be, I think I'm selling stuff in intermission, like raffle tickets or something. I don't exactly know. I'm listed on the the call sheet here as a floater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that means, but what basically what it means is I'm going to be moving around the room a lot. I'm going to be trying to touch points with different tables and just saying hi to as many people as I can. So if you see me on Saturday, if you're coming to the event, make sure to just grab me. Make sure to grab me. I am admittedly an introvert. If you listen to this podcast at all, you know this is the shit that I don't necessarily want to be doing because it makes me super uncomfortable. But on Saturday, I'm actually excited to do it. I am. I'm excited to do it. So if you see me wandering around the pint, just grab me, say hi, yell at me, bag milk, or just walk in random directions of the bar and just yell bag milk until somebody looks. Eventually, you'll get my attention. If you just keep yelling bag milk at random people, you will get my attention. That is unless we have a shtick where all the staff are wearing name tags that say, hi, my name is bag milk. We've done that before. You never know who I am. Though, as I learned in Toronto, some people didn't know what I, they may not know what I look like, but as soon as I open my mouth, you guys are hardcore on these podcasts. I got, hey, you're bag milked a, a handful of times. I'm going to say three, four, five times on this nation vacation this past weekend, just because somebody heard me talking to someone else. And that's cool with me too. 
That is absolutely cool with me too. So I'm super excited. I'm super grateful. I cannot wait to party with everybody on Saturday. It's going to be a great time. Oilers are playing the Kraken. Huge divisional game. These points are mega important. Need to pick up a W, and I want it to happen with all of you in the same room. Let's go, baby. I could not be more excited about it. And with that, let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by your company. News is unsponsored right now. Hit us up. Hit me up. Bagmilk at OilersNation.com. Say, Bagmilk, I want to sponsor the news because I like the way you read it. You're basically my version of Peter Mansbridge, right? Of course. Of course. The news that I'm starting with today, and I don't care what anybody says about it. I'm going to have a little rant about this later. But the news I'm starting about today is Ryan Nugent, baby. Bree Nugent Hopkins revealed on her Instagram page earlier today that the couple is expecting their first child to be born in August. Personally, I feel like this is a royal baby. I feel like this is arguably the most important baby to be born in this city in quite some time. August, I don't know where they'll be in August. They might be back in the city. They might still be in BC, wherever Nuge off seasons. But still, the point here is Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having the year of Nuge in more than one way. We all know what he's doing on the ice, but apparently he's also kicking goals off the ice as well, if you know what I'm saying. My guy got married about a year ago, two years ago. Doesn't matter. But again, his wife revealed that in August, we're going to be welcoming Prince Nugent Hopkins. That's not the name. I just made that up. In addition to the incredible season he's having right now, as I'm recording, March 15th, three o'clock in the afternoon, 31 goals, 51 assists, 82 points. That is by far by far a career high. He is setting career highs in every statistical category, more or less. Anyone that matters, anyway. Like, bag milk, he's not setting a career high in plus minus. Who gives a fuck? He's even got a career high going in pimps. Come on. But my point here is, Ryan Nugent Hawkins is getting a lot done this year, and I couldn't be happier for the guy. I don't know what's going on with him right now. I don't know what's happening in his 12th year in the NHL, but man, I gotta tell you, it's exciting. I couldn't be pumped. I feel like I'm doing this season with him. For the last 12 years, he's been my ride or die. You guys know this. I came up with Keep Nuge forever. They signed him. They kept him forever. And now in, what is it, the second year of this contract? I don't remember now. It doesn't matter. He is putting up a season the likes of which we've never seen from him. And it's super, super fun to see because he's getting no attention literally anywhere else. None. Zero. From any other city other than Edmonton because of the two freaks that are playing in front of him in the lineup. We'll get to them next. Don't worry about it. It's not like I forgot about the milestones that both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both hit last night. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is playing so well that even Ryan Pike from Flames Nation reached out to me today and say, I mention this a lot. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is very underappreciated. He's Edmonton's backland. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. He's a foundational cultural piece who covers up a lot of shortcomings is what Ryan Pike meant. Of course, there's no slight to Michael Backland. Give me a break. I'm just taking a shot at the Flames. They don't even have a fucking arena. They play in an outhouse. 
there was a rumor the other day that there was going to be a new team in Atlanta. I just say send the Flames back there. <clears throat> send the Flames back there and call them the Jets too. <laughs> or would they get the Thrasher's history that the Jets seem to ignore now that they moved back to Winnipeg and just called themselves the Jets again, even though the real Jets are actually in Arizona? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Anyway, point of this whole thing, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the year of Nuge is here, and it is real, and it is damn sexy. Come on. So do you, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and wife Bree Nugent Hopkins, that probably think I'm a stalker or some way? I'm really not. It's more of a shtick than anything, Ryan, if you ever hear this. Um, congratulations. Feel free to name the baby bag milk. I don't expect it, but feel free. Middle name would be fine. You know, you can invite me to the christening. You can make me the godfather if you want. I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. Uh, In other news, obviously the dynamic duo. What can you say? What can you say about these two? Because they're absolutely everything. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. They're everything to this franchise in the best possible way. Last night, with the empty netter to seal the deal against the Ottawa Senators, Connor McDavid hit 129 points on the season, which is the best single-season points total in the salary cap era. The guy is on fire in the realest way. Mm, It's hot, isn't it? It's like he is personally insulted that he was left out of all the awards last year, despite having the best season in the NHL. He didn't get 60 goals last year, and everybody was wanking on about Austin Matthews getting 60 goals. Well, in 68 games, Connor McDavid has 56. He's going to get there. Can he get to 70? I'm not betting against him. I'm not expecting him to get to 70, but I'm also not betting against him. He is, according to my friend Matt Larkin from dailyfaceoff.com, putting together what could be one of the most impressive seasons of all time Uh. outside of anything done by a guy named Wayne Gretzky. Really, really impressive in every possible way. Connor McDavid is a, he's a cheat code. He's the game genie if you're old enough. But then not to be outdone, his running mate, his partner in crime, his bestie. I mean, Leon Dreisaitl was excellent last night. Got to 100 points again. Leon Dreisaitl just seems to fly under the radar because he plays with Connor McDavid. And people just genuinely discount what he does because he plays with Connor McDavid. Well, what I'm telling you is what he's done is now put up his fourth 100-point season. And he would have done it in 2020, 2021 as well had that season not been, you know, the COVID, the weird one. It was a weird one. He would have done it again. He would have had five consecutive 100-point seasons. He was on pace over the course of a full year. So the fact that we got him, I think about this all the time, by the way. The fact that we got Leon Dreisaitl at third overall is completely nuts to me. Right before him was Sam Reinhardt, who's a fine player. I'm not trying to discount Sam Reinhardt. But Leon Dreisaitl has almost 300 more points than him at this stage in only 25 more games. He has 716 points in 624, and Reinhardt has 425 and 599, like 300 more points. I know it's not quite there, but you know what I'm saying. He leads that draft class in points by a wide margin, a wide margin. And the fact that he is just 
doing it with no credit from anyone because he gets discounted all the time. Oh, he plays with Connor on the power play. Wee. Wee. Leon Dreisaitl just blah, blah, blah. No, he's not. He is, as Gregor reported today on OilersNation.com, one of the most underappreciated superstars in the National Hockey League. He just is. He really is. So I want to give a shout out to Leon Dreisaitl as well. And I also want to say thank you to Leon Dreisaitl. We have a crew in from Oilers Nation Germany. If you didn't know that that was a thing, it is a thing. There's a German version of Oilers Nation that's run by a crew in Germany that just, they love the Oilers. So we flew them in to the city. They got here earlier in the week. They were at the game last night. Had a great time, by the way. Listen, you go to see a game against the Ottawa Senators and the Oilers. You get two German superstars in there. You got Leon Dreisaitl on our side and you got Timmy Stutzla on the other side. Both guys picked up a pair of goals. If you're a German hockey fan, how can you not be excited about that? Before the game, Tim Stutzla met a bunch of them in Ford Hall, signed some autographs, was a really nice guy. After the win last night, Leon Dreisaitl wandered out, met everybody, took a bunch of pictures, just held court a little bit, talked shop, and just kind of appreciated the fact that they flew from Germany into Edmonton to watch him play. So to Leon Dreisaitl, I just want to say thanks, man. I really do, because that made a little bit of your time made such a huge difference for a group of people that came a long way to watch you play. And well, I'm sure it means something to Leon. It means way more to those guys that came down. And I'm very grateful that he's gave them a little bit of time. Shout out also to Quinn Phillips for helping us organize the thing. We thought it was going to happen before the game. Didn't quite happen, but they made it happen afterward. And it was really cool. If you haven't seen the pictures, go check out the Oilers Nation socials. There's just nothing really going on apart from Leon Dreisaitl mingling with a bunch of folks in Oilers Nation hoodies. If that's not fucking cool to you, then I don't know. What are we doing here? Because to me, fantastic. I'm so excited about it. So, so excited about it. And I just, I love everything about it. I love everything about it. Just like I love everything about Matias Echo. I know it's a short, short sample size. But if you read Saturday's GDB, you know that your boy Bag Milk said, listen, today is the day that Matias Ekholm scores his first goal with the Edmonton Oilers. He's going to walk to the high slot, pound his shot, and it's going to go in. And that's exactly what happened. Man, when that went in, I was fired up. I was running around the suite. I was high-fiving people. It was great. It was great. And... I just, I love the way the guy plays. I love the way the guy calms things down. I love the way he's helped Evan Bouchard's game. I mean, you know, maybe not last night. <laughs> but overall, I'd say he has. I know it's only been seven games, but we're talking about a guy, seven games, one goal, three assists for four points. Listen, short sample size, understood. That is very, very good from a guy who just got here. That's more offense than I expected from him already. He is better than I expected him to be already. And over at Reddit, I want to make sure that I give the guy credit. I went over to the Oilers subreddit, and it's Porkins86. Porkins86. He put together a thread of, again, we're all acknowledging it is a small sample size. First impression, if you will. But damn it, I'm excited about it anyway. So after. Ekholm showed up. 
my guy, Porkins86, or whoever you are, put together some notes on some slight differences that the Oilers have had. And to read those out to you, I welcome a large robot. Well, if you are wondering what Matthias Ackholm does for the Edmonton Oilers... I think that voice is actually annoying. What about the small robot? This one may sound better. It may not sound better. I think I will go with this one just to finish this bit, and then I will move on. Actually, these are both fucking annoying. Oh, whatever. I'll just do it. Our bottom six players are now averaging 1.09 goals per 60 for a total of 6.54 goals per 60. Our top six players are now averaging 1.37 goals per 60 for a total of 8.20 goals per 60. Our bottom six is now generating more offense than our top six was at 5 on 5 before at home. Again, take this with a grain of salt. This is a small sample size and some very high offensive games are skewing the data. The most important note is that there are things happening when Matthias Ekholm is on the ice. Ekholm, and particularly the way Woodcroft has used him, has allowed the Oilers to generate offense and with and without McDavid at rates we have never seen. This stretch was against great teams and we are finally able to rely on the team to generate and not just be bypassers when McDavid is on the ice. (laughs) I'm so sorry. As I'm reading, I'm fucking annoying myself. The point of the story, TLDR, if you just skipped ahead of that, I didn't blame you one bit, by the way. Matias Ekholm is helping in a big way. He's reducing Darnell Nurse's minutes. He's calming Evan Bouchard down. Again, notwithstanding last night's game. He's doing all of the things that we expected him to do when he came in, and probably even better. Again, small sample size, leave me the fuck alone. The point of the matter is... Matthias Ekholm rules. I love him. I do. I just really, really love him. And I'm excited that he's here. I really, really am. Yeah! I can't wait to see where this goes. And I can't wait. And I'm super excited that this isn't just a um, a one and done with him either. He's around for a while. He's around for a while. Like a full season having a Matthias Ekholm on the lineup. That's good news, baby. <clears throat> In other news, I want to talk about the Calgary Flames last last night to the Arizona Coyotes. I just think it's funny. Satan, thoughts? Listen, I figured you were going to hang uh, the Calgary Flames up for losing to the, car, uh, the Coyotes last night. But don't forget that they also lost to the Anaheim Ducks. This is a team that everybody was excited about the offseason. They went and got out Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger and Nazem Kadri, And everybody had them winning the Pacific Division again. Well, let me tell you. Satan did you a favor, Oilers fans. Satan intervened. Satan made sure that Daryl Sutter didn't know how to play with any of his new toys and he put them in the wrong spots. He's trying to crowbar square pegs into round holes and blowing up in his face. <laughs> Thank you, Satan. In other news, I want to talk real quickly about uh, the Junos the other night. No, not the titties. Not the titties at the Junos. But Connor McDavid presenting the award to Nickelback. I don't remember what it was like an achievement award or an icon award or a, whatever the Juno's equivalent of that is. I don't normally watch them. Me misses wanted to watch them. They're in Edmonton. And uh, so we did. And Connor McDavid, when he went up to present the award, he got a chorus of MVP chants. And I heard 
I heard that the MVP chance started by Oilers Nation citizen Cam from Basil's Two for One Pizza in Leduc. I heard that rumor. I don't know if it's true. Cam, I need you to confirm or deny. Or Sarah, that's his missus. You can as well. Either way, Connor McDavid went up at the Junos, presented the award. He couldn't even get going because the crowd MVP chants were going, and this is what happened. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are too much. You guys are too much. You guys are too much. You know how much I love playing here in front of you guys, so. Tonight I'm doing something a little bit different. Let's go, baby. I loved it. I watched that clip 50 times. Of course Connor loves playing in front of us. Of course he loves playing here. Keep Connor forever. Come on. I loved it. He handled it like a champ, by the way. You know he was nervous. Public speaking in front of a stadium full of people staring at you. That's not his jam generally. He'll play hockey in front of a stadium full of people staring at him. But like, I thought he was great. Shout out to Connor. And shout out to him for giving us a little bit of love here in Edmonton. Because damn it. I fucking love that. I watched it a thousand times. It warmed my heart. Warmed my loins even. Don't worry about that though. Don't have to worry about that. Just to wrap up the news, uh, I'll look look ahead at the schedule. Over at OilersNation.com, Coombsy put together a The Sked Ahead that looks at the schedule. So let's walk through it before next week's episode of Better Late Than Never, unless there's an emergency podcast, right? If there's an emergency podcast, I'll just jump in if something happens. But until then, we'll just assume that I'm back next Wednesday. So tomorrow, Thursday, they've got the Dallas Stars. That's an easy 4-2 win. Saturday, that's the party day. That is a 2 p.m. matinee. Admittedly, I'm nervous. That said, the Oilers have been better in matinees on the road than they have been at Rogers Place. This game is played in Seattle. I'm expecting a 4-2 win. Then, on Monday, they are back against the San Jose Sharks, who have already been eliminated from the playoffs, I should add. Eric Carlson will be in Rogers Place. He'll get a good look around. Maybe the boys will give him a tour of the dressing room for the offseason. The San Jose Sharks are in town on Monday. I'm expecting that to be a 4-2 win. And on Wednesday, I will have the episode up before that game goes out. Or before that game starts. But on Wednesday, oh my God, 8.30 at home? Fuck. I get it. It's Wednesday night hockey. I get that. But like 8.30 p.m. at Rogers plays against the Coyotes. That sucks ass. That sucks ass. And then Saturday, the 25th, they play against the Vegas Golden Knights. Huge week ahead. Huge week plus ahead. I mean, tomorrow, Dallas, if the Oilers finish in a wild card spot, they could very well be playing the Dallas Stars. So tomorrow is a huge game. Huge, huge game. Since the last episode, I recorded on March 8th. Huge win against the Bruins. Come on. It wasn't the prettiest win. I'll say that. But damn it, it was sexy to me. And then again on Saturday, we know what happened in Toronto. What I want, you've got to And then yesterday... 6-3 win over the Ottawa Senators. That was a game they had to have. Admittedly, though, I was nervous. I was super, super nervous about it because we all know what happens when the Oilers play against a team that's struggling and when they have a third-string goalie in. By no means is that a guaranteed win around these parts. So I was nervous. Thankfully, boys handled their business. The big guns came out to play. Connor McDavid, empty netter. Leon Dreisaitl, pair of goals. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, power play goal. The only concern, oh, the only concern in my head was, where was that Kyman? What's going on with him? 
what's going on with him. I miss you, Zachary. Come back to us soon, okay? I hope to see him in the lineup on Thursday against the Stars. I didn't see an update. I was just in a couple meetings, and I uh, didn't get a chance to see if there was any update on his status today. But again, if he plays tomorrow, you might be listening to this tomorrow. We might already know the answer by the time you download this and stick this podcast in your ear holes. So with that, we're going to wrap up the news. The news is open for sponsorship. Email me, bagmilk at withersnation.com. Just to change gears a little bit, I got a podcast review. This one is from Angry Ticks. Angry Ticks leaves a five-star review. Let's get this going. Oh, that's a different button. I'm still learning my roadcaster over here. I got to turn this one down over here. I like it. Uh, if you know, you know. That's a five-star review from Angry Ticks. Whether you're looking for the latest Oilers talk, trashy reality TV talk, the Nuge praise, or the Tyler Ramchuk ribbing, this is the podcast for you. Bag Milk gives it his all every week, even podcasting from his floor if required to deliver this podcast straight to your ear holes. Excellent user interaction with a listener voicemails and the question of the week. I forgot to do one. Thank you for the five-star review. I love to see it. I'm proud to do this podcast. I'm glad you guys like it. Please keep leaving reviews. I'm happy to play them. Say whatever you want. Give me a five-star review. I will do whatever you want. Right? Good. You're listening to BBC Radio Baggage Milk. Absolutely fantastic. For my friends at Betway, again, be of legal age. Bet responsibly. Got it? But if you want to make a couple of shackles, which is always a f- friend of mine, I'm back on my over one and a half power play goals. It's on a run again. First of all, the Oilers power play, even without Tyson Berry, still very good, right? That is going to be a given for a while. I don't think anything is going to change that. The problem, of course, is that the PK has been allowing goals again. I think it's now I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think it's five of their last six games. So if the Oilers are going to give up goals on the PK, you're damn right I'm going to make money off it. So over one and a half power play goals has been a easy money winner for me at Betway as well as, and it's funny as this one, because I've been hitting Connor McDavid over one and a half points pretty much every night, and the odds just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and it's, I mean, you still take the free money because the guy is on fire. If this was NBA Jam, he would be like boom shakalaka hot right now, and it's it's fantastic. It really, really is. So if you're into betting, you want to make a couple of shekels, that's where your boy bag milk's at, Okay. Just make sure to bet responsibly. Please? Good. You're already listening to Better Late Than Never. Why don't you tell a friend, a human, a family member? Yes. Even if you run a hotel. Manuel! Here we go. Yes. Neither of you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Rachel Sack beating time for the folks at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, Trilogy is an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kendersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac LaBiche, and others as customers require. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. So what's annoying me this week? I actually didn't really have much that was annoying me this week. I was having a really good week um, until... I saw the news of Ryan Nugent Hopkins' upcoming baby. Now, you might be thinking, bag milk. Why would Ryan Nugent Hopkins having a baby annoy you? That was not. That made me super excited. That made me happy for my dude. That made me feel like, man, fuck, have I gotten old somehow? I've been doing this keep Nugent forever shtick for 12 years. He's, he was 18 when he got him. He did, he's been aging like titanium. The guy doesn't age. So the fact that he's having a baby, you go, really? Is he old enough? I don't even know if he could drive. As it turns out, he's turning 30 this year. Can you imagine Ryan Nugent Hopkins turning 30? Come on. But the point that I'm getting here is there were some weird, weird comments on the Oilers Nation social media. And I went out and I took care of a bunch of the junk that was in there. There was this weird segment of dudes who were trying to rain on people's parades just for being happy for Nuge. It was like they were like, oh, you guys are all just weird fanboys, blah, blah, blah. Just stick to what happens on the ice. Like, it doesn't make any sense that you want to just pop Ryan Nuge and Hopkins tight. There was a lot of it. I'm seeing it on Twitter on people just talking to me like, congrats, Nuge, like royal baby. Like, we were doing the fun stuff. We were doing our thing. And then just to have people like shit on us. And just get so mad about it. Didn't make any fucking sense to me, to be honest. The other thing that pissed me off, I saw today Jason Greger recorded some of the uh, the schedule for the upcoming season. Why do we have to have free agency on Canada Day? Do we ever have anything on July 4th? No. Nothing important anyway. There are no major events on the calendar for Independence Day down south. But for Canada Day, I want to go to the lake, man. I want to go to the lake. I tried to do my live blog and news postings from the lake one time, but the cell service out there isn't strong enough to get it done in a meaningful way. And I just, I was hoping that I was going to have the day off. Last year was on July 13th. It was great. Move it back to July 13th. Or move it, like, not Canada Day. That's it. I'm sure there's a bunch of you that are, hey, it's the day off. I can watch the free agency. What's going on? Like, I love that. I get that too. So if you love free agency day on, on Canada Day, I'm buying it for you. But for me, it's a work day. For me, it's a work day, and I like to be at the lake on Canada Day, but the way she goes sometimes, you know? Uh, I guess that's more of a minor inconvenience to me. Still pretty sweet that I got to run a live blog, you know? Not complaining about that. My real complaint this week, though, is the weird macho-ness that was going on on our social media. Hey, and guess what? If you were one of those people and you're like, I was one of the people that was writing shit about Nuge's baby on Instagram or on Facebook. Well, guess what? You've been shadow banned on those platforms. So anything you say going forward just goes out into the ether. But you don't know that, do you? No, you don't. You're just going to keep commenting your dumb nonsense. 
and wondering why nobody interacts with you. But I'll know. Oh, yes. I will know. Nobody tell them. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Oh, geez, Rick. Are you listening to podcasts again? Not just any podcast, Morty. It's the podcast. It's better late than never. With bag milk. Thank you, Captain. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the voicemail. The voicemail is brought to you by my friends at South Island Pie Company. Do you know what I did, Jamie? If you're listening to this, by the way, I just ordered myself two new boxes. We got promo code NATION20. If you go to uprootfoodstore.ca and you do an online order, use the promo code NATION20, get 20% off your order. I promise you will not regret it. These pies are legit. I cannot wait to get this order. I'm so excited about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Jamie left New Zealand, traveled the world, fell in love with Canada, felt homesick. Meat pies are a major part of Kiwi culture in New Zealand. They're not like our pies here. They're not Canadian chicken pot pies. These are different. These are a different thing entirely. If you want to see the lineup, meet the pies, but they do M-E-A-T on the website. Go to southislandpie.ca or visit uprootfoodstore.ca. Use the promo code NATION20. Get 20% off your order. First voicemail comes in from Duke's Rabbit. wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute whoa 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 is this gonna be like b rabbit you should have gone d rabbit i love eight mile i'm excited about where this goes so i'm gonna replay i'm gonna shut the fuck up and we're just gonna listen that was so good and you got so quiet what the fuck happened where are you recording are you underwater dude damn it fuck i gotta stop this i can't hear you balls man i hate that so i beg of you can you guys check voicemails after you leave them for me? Can you check them? It annoys me when I get something great and I can't play it because I can't hear it. And if I can't hear it with my headphones maxed out to 50, I know that the people listening to the podcast can't listen to it. Damn it, that sucks. Dux, I fucking love that, man. Do another rap. I'm going to buy all of you guys microphones so that your voicemails to me are studio quality. I'm not really. Don't hold me to that. I'm sorry, Dux. That was dope. That was dope. I'd love to hear that rap, though. I'd love to hear you flesh it out, too. Just, like, really lean into it. Watch 8 Mile again. When was the last time you saw it? You said it was a long time. I don't know. I couldn't hear you. 
Anyway, Oscar volley. Is this ask actually going to be donkey volley or is this the beef that's going back between uh, Ducks and, uh, and donkey volley? We'll see. Also, also champion, while we're on the subject. What the of, fuck of is this? Names and um, people doxing people. That was so weird. I'm going to try that again. Also champion. Oh, there we go. While we're on the subject of, of government names and um, people doxing people oscar's not even his real fucking name wait a minute what are we learning that donkey volley is not actually named oscar that would be very upsetting for me i went on a little rant saying no government names and then what you're telling me this is controversial this is controversial back to you sir so like just like that sam serling miller from Phillips Street in Dysart, Queensland, Australia. Mm. He doesn't have to worry about Eddie One Docks and his, yeah. his fucking podcast, mate. Just breathe <laughs> deep, bag milk. Your listeners are safe. Play the bum, baby. <laughs> I like when you guys call me out too. If I'm, if I'm not like, I was talking about Better Late Than Never with somebody in Toronto this weekend and they were just like, <clears throat> You just do the whole thing by yourself, hey? And I was just like, well, yeah, I do, but it's not really by myself. Sometimes there are guest RSBs that come in. Sometimes, I mean, there's always voicemails that come in that I love. And it's just, it turned into a really fun scene. So you guys can call me out too. I appreciate it. Big E, what do you guys say? Okay, Big Milk. I'm here after the 3-2 to two Edmonton Oilers win. Mm-hmm. May I say, first off. Which one though? Hats off to Stuart Skinner. Because without him. Which one are we talking about, I wonder? I can't see the date on when you left this. Were we talking about the win over the Sabres or the win over the Bruins? I don't remember what the cal- the schedule said. Anyway, back to you. I don't know that we'd even be in playoff contention, to be completely honest. That I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, dude. Without Stuart Skinner putting in the season that he's having right now, the Oilers would not be in playoff contention. I'm telling you that right now. Sure as the fucking sun will come up tomorrow. I apologize for swearing. And second off, holy fucking shit. How do we win without McDavid scoring a point? Ah, talking about the Bruins. Back at you. That's people are like, oh, McDavid, oh, McDavid, he carries, he carries, he carries. There's a proof that we can beat a team without Connor McDavid scoring a point. I hope all the Flame fans will shut up about it now. It's super annoying. Anyways, that's really all I wanted to say. Listen, if you want to give, uh, you want to wonder why the Oilers were able to beat the Bruins without a point from Connor McDavid, you turn your attention to old Satan here. Because you know what I was doing? I was throwing sand in Swayman's eyes, just randomly, real subtly. Nobody even saw me popping into the arena. I just popped down to ice level, reached into my pocket, handful of sand, chuck it in Swayman's fucking eyes. What do you guys say about that? <laughs> I don't know that that's actually true. Brian, what do you guys say? Hey, Bag Milk, it's Brian here. What's up, man? I got a question for you about the Oilers' blue line. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't. It's more of a fuck, Mary kill. Oh, no. Tyler, Jay, and Wanye. Who do you pick? Thanks. You give me a fuck, Mary kill with Jay, Tyler, and Wanye? Those are three of my favorite people. This is a hard one. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. Hmm. Let me think here. I got to work this out. I got to work this out. Both Wanya and Jay are very successful. Tyler's my dude. 
we were just roommates in Jasper. We have a blast together. We do. I love him. I love him. But, uh, hmm. Hmm. You know what? I've got my answer. I'm ready. I've thought about it. I've considered. I've pondered. I've thought about the options and the angles. Ready? Here's what we got. Tyler, I love you. But if someone's going to kill you, it's going to be me. So I'm killing Tyler. I refuse to allow anything else to happen to Tyler Uramchuk. I love that kid so much. So if somebody's got to take him out, it may as well be me. It'll be a crime of passion. We know that. Now, who am I fucking? Wanye. I just think he's going to be freaky. I have nothing to base that on. Zero. But you asked me the question, so I'm giving you the answer. I'm just going to assume Wanye's freaky. You know? He's going to tell me jokes. He's going to make me lols. I won't even know what happened. All of a sudden, we're cuddling. It's great. And that means I'm going to marry Jay. First of all, Jay, very successful, right? President and CEO of uh, Oodle Noodle. So I'm going to have a lot of great food. He also is a co-owner of Dutch's Bake Shop. So I'm going to have a lot of sweets, a lot of snacks. Little Brick, there's the coffee there, right? Very successful man. That's my hubby. Jay, congratulations on marrying me. I am a catch, and you're lucky to have me. Nick, what do you guys say? So, Mr. Milk, Mr. Milk. What uh, the fuck is going you know on here? I was unable to walk. That's so weird. I'm going to listen back to that to see if that comes through, because there's no reason for it to come through. Let me see if I play that again. That's Nick. So, Mr. Milk. Uh, the Dumb. Stupid. What is going on in my setup here? I'm having some weird interference, and I don't know why. I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Listener? You can count on me. Nick, back to you. You know what? I was unable to watch the Oilers beat the Boston Bruins last night. All right. I didn't watch most of the game. Mm-hmm. I had a chemistry midterm uh, that started pretty well the same time as the game. And I like to take lots of time. So I got out of the game and I got out of my exam, I should say. And I turned the game on right before Darnell Nurse scored the eventual game winner. Nice. And I'm like, cool. But great. You beat the Bruins. Um so I went and I listened to the 6.30 Chad postgame show, and they had Evan Bouchard on. Because- Great postgame show. Uh, Oilers Nation After Dark is the one I recommend, but if you need a secondary show, check out my boy Reed. Of course, Evan Bouchard scored in that Bruins game, and uh, you'll never guess what he said about Matthias Ackholm, and I think you're really going to love it because it is absolutely glorious. So I'm, I'm just going to play the clip from uh, Apple Podcasts of what uh, Matthias Ekholm uh, or what Evan Bouchard said about Matthias Ekholm. Oh, I like this. Hang on. This is like, this is podcast inception here. I've got Nick playing a podcast on a podcast. I'm into it. Nick, back to you. The Rogers Rockton Red Event. The Rogers Rockton Red Event. You son of a bitch. <laughs> the Rogers Rockton you Red son Red of a Red bitch, Red Nick. No. No. I'm turning you down. No. Damn it. Nick, you bamboozled me. You know what? Yes, you already turned it off. Um, but if you didn't, uh, I thought it was a very good game uh, from what I could tell. And I turned you down, Nick. They played and they... You're going to hear what I did. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about putting you on timeout. That's what I'm thinking about doing. How dare you bring the Rogers wrapped in red event? I thought I was going to hear a clip about Matias Ekholm. You fucking honey-dicked me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. One, they beat the best team in the league with no McDavid point. I think it's what we love to see. Hopefully, they keep it going. Hopefully, you never do that again. Timmy. Hey, this message is for Satan. 
Hmm. Uh, Satan, just wanted to circle back to that offer you made to uh, Jack Campbell last week. Just wondering if that offer is kind of like open to anyone. Because, uh, yeah, like a couple sacrifices and a shrine to you. Uh, I think that'd be no problem if you can get his uh, safe percentage up. So uh, just was wondering about the sacrifices. Like, are we talking? Uh, if you missed it, Satan made a preseason deal with Jack Campbell. I went up to Jack. I said, listen, there's a lot of pressure that comes with a 5 by 5 You know it, I know it. So here's the deal. If you put a shrine in your massive basement, a couple of kills, a shrine to Satan, I'll give you one of the highest save percentages in the NHL. He's a nice guy, so he didn't take it. He goes, be gone with you, Satan. Your ideas are evil. I will be fine on my own. I don't even need you. But then what happened, Jack? Then what happened? I'm not saying you can't turn it around, but I'm saying you would have had one of the best historical seasons of all time. You would have been Connor McDavid numbers equivalent for a goalie you would have had 55 shutouts you would have had no goals against you would have been unstoppable people would have been writing about you for millennia to come they would have gone do you remember the time that jack campbell stopped every single puck that he faced for an entire season in the 2022-23 season people would have talked about it forever but what did you do you turned me down goat or like a person because like a goat's no problem that's fine uh, a person uh well i'm not gonna say a person's not a problem either because uh this is a podcast but um hit me up on social media because uh, uh we can talk logistics because i would pretty much do anything to get uh, jack campbell's safe percentage up uh i think we all would so yeah thanks bud Listen, Jimmy, you want to make a deal with Satan, it's not one of those pass-along deals that you can do for someone else. I'm going to own your soul. I'm going to own your soul and tuck it in my pocket. Have you ever seen the movie Mortal Kombat or played the video game? You remember the character Sang Soon, and he always stole people's souls, and then he would go, Fatality. That's what I'm going to do to you, Timmy. Yeah! Jack Campbell's probably going to be a problem until he turns around and accepts Satan's deal. But Timmy, I guarantee that I can improve something in your life. I guarantee there's something you want just for yourself. It's time to be selfish, Timmy. It's time to come to the dark side. It's time to tell Satan your deepest, darkest desires, and we can work on that sacrifice. <laughs> wow. Outrageous. I appreciate Timmy doing everything he can. You know, he's working on it. He's a team player. He's ready to handle some business. Satan's not that easy. This next one just says, Dear Satan. Hey, Satan. I really like your idea of three sacrifices to make Jack Campbell better. Mm. So I would like to personally tribute these three people. Go ahead. Number one, Tyler Uren Chuck. Number two, Donkey Volley. Mm. Number three, that crazy Australian. All right. That should help for our push to the playoffs. Lego Oilers. 
What I just told to Timmy applies to you, you scoundrel. I am not accepting this sacrifice without your soul. I am not accepting Tyler Ramchuk. He's busted goods. I saw him take a puck to the face of Jasper, and now he's got a scar on his chin. And while some people like Bag Milk may say it makes him look cute and tough, Satan doesn't want damaged goods. Satan wants the real deal. Satan wants Tyler at his best. And right now he's not at his best. So if you want to make a deal with Satan, that has to be for you. That has to be your soul added to my collection. I keep them like hockey cards. I trade them with famous dictators from around the world. That's what we do in our meetings. We play a little poker and sometimes we trade soul cards. It's actually quite lovely. I make a very nice spread. There's a cheese platter that's delicious. We have sangria. It's really a lovely time. We put it all together once or twice a month. We just have laughs and laughs and laughs. What a joyous time. Wow getting out of hand here chris walkling you're up next hello mr bag milk so mm-hmm. i got a dumb hypothetical question please so during the dumb hypotheticals are my specialty so you come to the right place the ottawa game this is just after they won mm-hmm. wahoo um when bouchard made that risky pass oh i'm a huge bouchard guy I really am. I am the one who is telling everybody to do to go to Jay's Instagram and say dad is part of the solution because he is. I'm a huge Bouchard guy, but that giveaway. Oh, I got turned over in like near the end of the third period and Skinner made those two saves in a discord chat with some of the listeners of like Oilers Nation every day. Uh, we started making jokes about how Bouch needs to owe Skinner. And one of the guys, Loomis, said that Boosh owes Skinner a foot rub. Mm, that's so nice. I have the dumb theoretical question. Go ahead. Of anyone on the Oilers team, who would open an OnlyFans and like sell feed pics on there? Wendy Connor, because he's already posted those dogs. Yeah. But he did it for someone free too. who knows more of this than me. Who would it be? I think I'm going to jump in here. If you want to have a really successful OnlyFans account, you got to go full dong. If you're a dude and you don't go full dong, there's no point in you even having one. Nobody's going to pay $14.99 a month just for you to show your apps. So we all know that the guys on the Oilers are shredded. But we want dong, baby. That's what the people pay for. They want dong. So, let me think. Satan has creeped in the showers a couple of times. Satan has been in and out of the locker room and nobody knows that he's there. So the guy that I'm going to say is, and Ben Nook's going to love this, he's going to sign up immediately, is Matias Ekholm. Have you seen the size of that dude? He is a giant Viking man, and I think that everybody would love to see his OnlyFans page. Now, I'm not going to have any spoilers, but let me tell you, whatever he charges, Satan's paying double. <laughs> Okay. I uh I was gonna have a different answer. Matias Ekholm, though, I you know, I'd sign up for that maybe. Right? Maybe I'll steal my missus's see here, this is what I think I would do. I would steal my girlfriend's credit card. I would put her credit card in the OnlyFans, so then it doesn't look like there's no paper trail back to me. It wasn't me. I'll go full shaggy, I'll deny until the day I'm dead. It wasn't me. It was not me. Ari, what do you gotta say? 
All righty, bag milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a I have a little game for you in the voicemail today. Sure, I like this. Yes. So I have five things that the that the Oilers have done that have sunk them in some games this season. That doesn't sound fun to me, but I'm going to follow you through this. So what I want you to do is, I want you to list off these five things in order of importance that the Oilers need to take care of before the playoffs start. One, playing. Down- Hang on, I'm going to get a. Uh- I'm going to get uh, my whiteboard. I have a whiteboard in my office here that I'm going to do. I'm going to write these down so I can actually properly rank them as you say them. Okay, go ahead, Ari. Under their competition. Playing down. Okay. That's happened a lot, I think. Two, defense. Mm. Obviously. General statement. Three, goaltending. Getting Jack Campbell at least playable, I guess. And a little bit Stuart Skinner here and there. Not so much. Four, do you remember how they just had no energy in the first period and they just like go down by a goal or two? Yeah, tough starts. And they find their legs in goal in periods two and three. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened recently, but you know, it might it might happen again. There's a history. And uh, five. Straight up details, man. The game against Toronto. Just avoiding those dumb mistakes that go in the back of your net, you know? So, so list off those five things in order of importance that they need that they need to take care of before the playoffs start. All right. So this is a good question. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad I wrote this down because the five options that I've got are playing down to your competition, just general defense, goaltending, tough starts, and details. <clears throat> so in terms of importance, what is the number one most important thing that the Oilers need to do? I'm actually going to put details up number one details number one because like you said against toronto the oilers ignored the details of their game and it cost them it cost them a win they were up 3-1 with like eight and a half minutes left in the second period the fucking wheels fell off details man number two defense team defense we talk about this on oilers nation radio all the time you cannot cheat for offense we just can't do it anymore And if you play structural team defense, that is also going to help my third important point, which is goaltending. I don't think Jack Campbell is going to get many starts left this season outside of, you know, they've got some Arizona games in there, maybe a San Jose game in there. There's a couple of those, right? So I think goaltending would be number three, but I'm confident with Stu. I really, really am confident with Stu. He's going to take us to the playoffs. I think he's going to be fine. Number four. Playing, uh, what was it about? Number four, playing down to your competition because the Oilers actually have, according to, I wish I knew which site put this together and I I can't find it off the top of my head. Uh, I can't find it really quickly as I'm just scanning around. I don't remember where this came from, but the Oilers have one of the easier schedules to close out the season. So playing down to your competition, that's going to be important as well. You're playing some shitty teams. You can't play down to them just like the Flames did to the Coyotes last night, although I'd say those two teams are equal. <laughs> Anyway, lastly, that leaves uh, tough starts as the fifth most important thing because, and the reason I ranked it fifth is because I just, it hasn't happened lately. It hasn't really happened as much, and I'm hoping that's just because lessons have been learned. Maybe? I don't know. I see Archangel Michael is checking in. (laughs) Yes? I have finally found you. Do you hear me? I have finally found you. Are you really going to let this guy talk on the podcast? Listen, we have beef, man. This goes back for millennia. I don't know how I feel about you letting this guy on the podcast. Satan. Yes, 
I'm here. You think you could just run away from me? Nobody's running, man. No. How dare you? How dare Satan? you? How dare you? How dare take you? This innocent bag of milk hostage and force yourself onto his podcast like. Listen, fuck that guy. Bag milk needs help. Listen, I'm the one carrying this podcast ever since I took over. I slide in. It just gets infinitely better. Everybody has way more fun. Have you seen my appearances on Oilers Nation After Dark? Everybody loves it. Nobody wants to see bag milk anymore. They want Satan. So you, Archangel Michael, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes. When I find you, Satan, you won't. I'm going to strike you down with the with the strength of a thousand suns. No. And I'm going to send you back into the hole you came out of. You will not. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. I am coming for you. I understand. And, uh, I just gotta be good at hiding, really. Which I am. You'll never find me where I am. That was weird. (laughs) Somebody get, get mad at me for that one? I don't know. The ghost of Wanye past, or is this Wayne past? Ghost of Wayne past. Just want to give a quick uh, shout out there to AMA Travel for mm. um, allowing me to transport myself inside yeah. Donkey Volley's brain and live there fucking rent free. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, play La Bomba, baby. Ben, stop fucking swearing. Let's go, Oilers. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this beef that they, those two have got going on. Ducks and Donkey Volley, they're just like, they're making it happen. <clears throat> I love beef. Keep beefing. Uh, <laughs> the last voicemail of the day is from Satan's Groupie. So, those will be weird. Hello, Bagged Milk. And hello to Satan. Hello. Big fan over here. Thank you. This call is actually for Satan. No offense, bagged milk. I'm in grad school procrastinating about to watch the Oilers versus Bruins. Satan, can you please curse the President's Cup trophy this year? Come May 1st, I better not see any black and gold in that Stanley Cup bracket. Looking forward to seeing what you can do. And I completely agree with you, Satan. If Campbell would have taken that sacrifice offer, he might be having a season like Almark. Maybe he would have even scored a goal. I thought your offer was almost too generous. I guess he just doesn't care about hockey that much. Oh well. Moving on next question. Satan what is your favorite form of torture? And are Flames fans even worth torturing? Best. Satan groupie. Uh, so Satan, the, the groupie asks, what is your favorite form of torture? Do you have, is there something that really strikes you as a lot, a really good time? Well, yeah, actually, my favorite form of torture is parking somebody in front of the TV, stitching their eyes wide open, and making them watch a Calgary Flames game. It is arguably one of the worst experiences a person can have. If I'm really feeling frisky, I'll bring them down to the Saddle Dome and then I'll do it. They'll have to be just in that environment, huffing the weird smells that go on in that place. It smells like feet. Nobody wants to be there, and that's why I love it. It doesn't matter even the fan base. It doesn't matter where you're from. Going to the Saddle Dome is a punishment for anyone. So my favorite form of torture, one, making people watch Flames games. Number two, what I like to do, what I really like to do, 
Do you really wanna know? Sometimes Satan's will chop your fucking head off, and then I'll take my favorite spoon and I'll start digging in your neck like it's a delicious bowl of oats. But there's not even any sugar in the oats because Satan likes dry, lumpy oatmeal. So I'll just pack your brain with powdered, uh, you know those packets, like the Quaker oats. I'll just pack them into your head and mix it in with your brain goo. And there I am with my favorite spoon. It's actually a Nickelback spoon. I got it at the world tour. It is such a lovely spoon and it's the perfect size for Satan's hand. And then I just dig in there. I'll get in your head and I'll fucking scoop everything out. And I grab your eyeballs and I turn them around so you're still alive and you can watch me snack on your innards of your head. <laughs> oh my. This podcast may have fallen off the rails. If you want to have a, if you want to leave a voicemail for Satan... <laughs> fuck <laughs> if you want to leave a voicemail for satan by all means go for it or you can just ask him a question just hit me up with a voicemail that just says ask satan i guess and there's the voicemail from my friends at south island pie company i'm sure they're pumped to be paying for that segment i'm sure they're pumped about it but the good news is southislandpie.ca go there Get stocked up. You could do a, a uh, you can do an order through Uproot Food. Okay, uprootfoodstore.ca. That's where you need to go. Use the promo code Nation Twenty get twenty percent off your orders. Again, uprootfoodstore.ca. That's where you get your pies. I promise they're delicious. I wouldn't lie to you. I've already ordered two more boxes. They're not even free. The last time they gave me free pies, that was great. You know what I did? Fucking crushed them. Now. I've ordered two boxes. I can't wait for them to get here. Nation 20, get 20% off those pies. All right. Last thing I want to mention is if you are in Edmonton, you can go to any Oodle Noodle location in the city. We have got free Oilers Nation stickers available to you. Just go on in. Grab yourself something to eat. Grab yourself some spring rolls, maybe a green onion cake. Grab yourself a free sticker, all right? That is what I want to tell you. That's where I'm going to wrap up the podcast, and I'm just going to lastly say thank you one more time to everybody that's coming out on Saturday for the 15th anniversary party. We're going to have a blast. We are going to have a blast. Maybe we'll do some squad bets for Betway. Maybe. Maybe we'll do a Team RSB for the folks at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Maybe we'll go down to the audio department post-win and record a podcast. See how I tied it all in together? Of course you did. With that... We wrap up the pod. Thanks for being here, everybody.